Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn and thank you so very much for listening to today's podcast. And look, we have lots to do today. We're going to be all over the good, the bad, and the Philadelphia Eagles from week number 17 of the National Football League. We're going to we're going to give you a couple of uh, of of takes when we when we look at the NFL offseason about Bill Belichick and about the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears locking up the number one overall pick in the draft for the twenty for the twenty twenty four draft. We will we will also get into who the biggest threats are in in, in terms of who could knock off a San Francisco the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC or and the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC before the Super Bowl. So that that that's going to be a, an interesting jog of the mental Voldex over there. But I think for the start of for the start of today's podcast. And I think this is going to be a discussion about the college football playoff because, look, the, the I I thought the college football playoff got it right before um uh, before the start of the playoff and before the start of of the of the bowl season. Now, it sucked that Georgia had to be left out, but even though I felt they were the best team in the country all year, but. They lost to Bama in the SEC championship game, a game they, they should have won, and and Georgia looked off the last couple weeks as well, and and Florida State flunked the eye test after 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 losing Jordan Travis. That they, they they would have been in the college football playoff had Jordan Travis stay healthy and and look uh, looked the part of a playoff team. But 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 the college football playoff delivered two magnificent games. Uh, in in the semifinals with Michigan's pulsating, uh, heart-pouncing victory against Alabama and Washington's uh, uh, tremendous win over the Texas Longhorns. And I want to start with Georgia, uh, with Michigan and Alabama because I I was looking forward to this game unlike no other. You had two two of the best brands in in, coll- in college. Mi- Michigan representing the blue collar Midwest and Alabama representing the representing the South. You you had those two regions, uh t- two two population uh two of the population centers um as a, a, a in in the country. And 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 just play, playing old f- football areas, g- g- competing in the Rose Bowl. So the, the, the in my opinion, the most prestigious of all the bowl games, the most historic of all the bowl games, and and, and it was a tremendous, tremendous sporting event um, on on New Year's Day, and and the, the, and you and it, you had everything you had. So you, you you had some special teams miscues. You had you had great defense. You had so you you had an offense uh, offenses that at times uh, were were impossible to stop, and and, and you 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 throw all you throw all, all that in with with all the drama with the intensity and 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 how evenly matched these two teams were. And and it was and I enjoyed every single second of it. I w- I was glued into my television set. With that, and Michigan showed me 
why uh, they they were the team to be uh, a team to be going into the playoff all along because the defensive line was outstanding. That they, they they got after the quarterback. They they sacked Jalen Milrow six times. They had four other tackles for loss. Uh, and and JJ McCarthy went uh, when Bama ha- had a good read on him in, in the second half uh, ma- made some big time throws in the fourth quarter especially on that fourth and two early on in the dr- in the touchdown drive at the end of the fourth quarter uh, to, to 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 set up uh, uh to set up a drive that would go go down and tie the game and, and then mixing up the play calling uh, with uh, allowing Blake Corum to take advantage of the nation's best offensive line. Uh, Blake Corum scored what proved to be the game-winning touchdown. And then Alabama had a chance to tie it, but then they, they got stopped on a fourth-and-goal quarterback sneak uh, uh, by, by Michigan, who, uh, who was more physical. And Georgia, well, uh, Mich- uh, Michigan, excuse me, Michigan, Wound up, uh, wound up winning, and th- and they're gonna be playing for the national championship on Monday night. And and, and look, I, I I I said this after the Ohio State Michigan game. I I think Michigan was uh was a, was a great great team. They were so well coached, and you and you could talk about the adversity too, because remember Jim Harbaugh got suspended twice. Uh, this season, one because of, because of COVID violations, and the other because because of alleged sign stealing, which which I don't I don't see the evidence for that either. But so, uh, but but Michigan was mainly focused on football and mainly focused on winning the championship this year, and and it didn't it didn't matter to them what 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 was going to happen. So because they knew at the end of the day that there were there was a goal much greater than, than all the uh, than all the outside um, distractions that 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 could have folded them uh, in, uh, into into hell and 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 this Michigan team could have been or just another footnote uh, in 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 their history of uh, recent history of not winning championships and especially that their history recently. In the Rose Bowl, they hadn't won the Rose Bowl in 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 a long time. So, um, it's, it's a ma- major props to Jim Harbaugh, major props to JJ McCarthy, major props to that defense. That they, they did a hell of a job against a football team that that uh, one of the hottest teams in fo- in college football that was playing as confident as ever, and 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 yet they found they found a way to to neutralize them. In the process, so that was a great job by, uh, by, by Michigan. Now let's go to Washington and Texas, and th- and there were two uh, two main things that that stood out to me. N- number one, Michael Penix Jr. is unbelievable, and uh, M- Michael Penix Jr. was tough. He was clutch. He was making every single throw, and he throws a beautiful deep uh, ball. He's accurate with all, with with many, with his throws. His, his wide receivers helped him out on a, uh, on a couple of times. I look at um, I, I look at Romo Dunze as an example, as a, who who came up so big and and so tough. Uh, th- throughout the course of that game, and and, and Washington, and 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 Coach DeBoer knew that 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 this game between Washington and Texas was going to be an aerial assault, um, uh, with with a, with a lot of offense. But both teams combined for over a thousand yards in the Sugar Bowl on on Monday night. 
and and it, and it was it was a back and forth affair the, throughout. That the Michigan um, to Washington did make a a couple of uh, a couple of um a, a, to make a mistake that that kept Texas in the game, but. But but Washington was able to force a couple of turnovers um, in the second half, and 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 that's that's what led to some huge missed opportunities, especially the one where Texas was driving and then in the fourth quarter, and then they and on and on a great play loses the fumble, loses the ball, where Washington recovered. I I I thought that that was it, but then. Then Texas went down, made it a one possession game, and then they had a mulligan at the end where where Dylan Johnson, who had two rushing touchdowns, who was their number one back going into this game, got hurt, and and I don't know what his status is going to be for the national championship game against against Michigan next week. So, but. But 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 that that happened on a third and ten with fifty seconds uh fifty seconds uh with about a minute to go, and, and instead of the clock winding down to uh, to uh to fifteen seconds, um uh, the, the rule was that an, an injured player stops the clock, uh and and that gave Texas one last opportunity to drive down the field, and and, and they ha- and they made a couple of big big, big plays with Quinn Ewers, finding his receivers. And and then at the end, uh, they had a, a goal to go situation where they had four snaps uh, to to try and score a touchdown from twelve yards out to win the game. And and, and I didn't understand much of what Steve Sarkeesian was trying to do uh, with, with those goal to go situations. I mean, uh, uh, I mean a, a pass uh, that barely broke the sticks on a on a third and goal, and luckily luckily for them, he was out of bounds. And then, then they try to fade out on uh, a, a fade on fourth and goal with a defender all around him, uh, uh, playing excellent defense on him. I just uh, d- thought it made no sense, and and, and some of the uh, some of the decision making about when 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 they took their timeouts was a little weird. But I I thought um, I thought Washington was the better team, the better team won, and that, now it sets up. Uh, a Georgia, uh, a Michigan-Washington championship game uh, on Monday night in uh, in Houston, and and, and I w- definitely want my oh gonna look into that. But I'm gonna make a pick right now for for Georgia, for Michigan and 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 Washington. I I I think Michigan is going to win. By, by at least by double digits. I I think uh, the def I, I don't think Washington has seen a defense as good as Michigan's all year. And, and, and Washington's pass defense is atrocious. Uh, the, they they rank 119th out of 129 in in pass defense uh, dur- during during the season. And, and I think JJ McCarthy uh, is gonna have is gonna have a field day against that defense. So I I'm I'm going to say. A Mich- Michigan 34, Washington 21 in the national championship game coming up this Monday night in uh, in in Houston, and and it will it will give Michigan a, uh, uh, the opportunity to uh, to have its first national championship in 26 years, and and and, and now we go to um, we we go to the the NFL from. Uh, from f- from this weekend, and, and with 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 what I saw and, and some musings, 
of, of around the league. I want to start, though, with the Baltimore Ravens because the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens have, have been a machine. They, they've been a juggernaut all year. And, 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 and the Ravens wrapped up the number one seed but by thoroughly demolishing the Miami Dolphins 56-19 to 19, um, in, in their matchup on Sunday in, in, in Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson was, was perfect if you look at the passer rating. Uh, 321 yards passing, 5 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. Uh, he, he, was, he was making uh, some excellent throws. He, he, even, uh, he even threw a ball. With his right hand at times, which 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 caught the Miami defense off guard, but so but but Baltimore is tremendous. Uh, John Harbaugh has been uh, been sensational. They they love playing for them, and uh, this is the, the the defense is is a lead. The offensive line it, it is terrific. When you look at Ron Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Lindenbaum, Kevin Zeitler, among others. And, and and their and their ability to uh, to uh, to do a lot of different things with 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 that team is is simply remarkable. So I I so think Baltimore is the team to beat in the in the AFC, and I definitely think that uh, that they 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 can match or even overpower the the uh, phys uh, the the physical abilities of San Francisco if the two teams met up in the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, in, in a little, a little over a month from now, so, but Baltimore is going to be the one seed, and now there are three. There, there are the teams that that uh, that can be a be a threat here to the Baltimore Ravens, and I think the number one threat to the Baltimore Ravens is the Cleveland Browns because I I think the Cleveland Browns have the ability to to match the Ravens. Into in terms of their physicality, that they are the one team in the AFC so th that 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 could match uh, the the uh, the, Ra uh, the Ravens in terms of physicality, and and, and I think uh, and, and I think you you also throw in so uh, their their uh, their threat because of the quarterback and look. I picked the Browns to make the playoffs preseason, and not not many people did because I love their defense, I love their offensive line, and and, and, I, and I and I knew they were going to get something out of the quarterback position. We we didn't know we didn't know how much. Uh, I thought the biggest year, but for for this Browns squad going into the season was the quarterback and Deshaun Watson's ability to stay healthy and 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 he had trouble he had trouble staying healthy. Then he had P.J. Walker, who was meh, but kept his, kept his team in the game, and that was a big reason. Yeah, he did. Uh, P.J. Walker was the one that started the San Francisco game, the game uh, the the the, Brown, the the Browns somehow won. Um, I I thought the the um. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. He, uh, I did did like him in the draft process, and I liked him in the preseason. He just wasn't. He just was no match for, uh, for 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 the for um, uh, for, for the for the teams that he faced, including the the first Baltimore game, his first NFL start, where he got creamed, and and then they always score thirteen points against a suspect Steelers defense, and because the the. the because the Browns barely won that game, that was the game that actually caused the Steelers to actually fire Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator. 
And then, then here comes Joe Flacco, 38 years old, hadn't started a playoff game in 9 years, uh, ha hadn't been to, uh, to the Super Bowl in 11 years, and, and now he's just on, uh, just on a heater uh, of his own. Uh, he, he's averaged more than 300 yards per game, 13 touchdowns, 8, intercept eight interceptions. It is a little bit too much, I think, for, 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 for a quarterback in this league nowadays, but... But, but but the bottom line is the, the the Ravens are getting some outstanding quarterback play, and and that quarterback play has transformed the entire team, and and, and that has allowed the Cleveland Browns to take their game to the next level, uh, because of because uh, uh, their, their last four uh, four weeks they've had four of their la uh, of their top six offense uh total yards on offense out outputs. Uh, on a game basis this season, and, and and four of them have come in the last four weeks, all of them quarterbacked by Joe Flacco, including the last two weeks where where, where the Browns uh, generated over over 400 yards of offense. First against Houston, and and, and now against against a pretty strong Jets defense um, uh, on uh, on um on Thursday night last week. So so. Uh, so if you if you if you have those things, and and I think Kevin Stefanski is is a is a good is a good offensive coach, and and, and he's a he's a clever play caller. I I, I think you you have those in mind, I, and those are the ingredients I look for on, on on teams that can win the Super Bowl. And the Cleveland Browns are absolutely have all of those. The Baltimore Ravens have absolutely all of those too. So if we get a Browns, the Browns are going to be the five seed. They're going to play the winner of the AFC South uh, in, in the first round of the playoffs, whoever that is. That they, 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 I think that I'm going to pick the Browns to beat any of those three teams uh, in in the in the wild card round, especially if it winds up being Jacksonville because Jacksonville has been a little wonky down the stretch. That then 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 assuming Kansas City wins and assuming. The, the winner of Buffalo Miami wins their first playoff game. That then you would have a Cleveland Baltimore divisional round pl uh, playoff, and th and that is going to be a physical war for 60 minutes. Joe Flacco against his former team. That that would be a tremendous story as well. Uh, when 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 you, when you look when you look at it, and 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 the nature of the AFC North, which has been by far the best division in the NFL, but. If we do get a scenario where we get Browns Ravens on Championship Sunday, that means that multiple teams from the AFC are going to have to win on the road in Wild Card Weekend for that possibility to, uh, to to shake up. It would be so fitting that 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 the NFL's best division gets gets two berths for champ uh, in the AFC Championship game. So. That that that's good. That that's gonna be awesome. That now the Browns do need to cut down on the turnovers because that because the, the the Browns have 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 the most giveaways of any team in the NFL with 32, uh, with 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 ranked 32nd, 35 total giveaways, and four four of their five losses have come when they've turned the ball uh, uh turned the ball over. Uh, four, uh, three times or more. It should have been a uh, should have been a fifth, uh, with, with uh, uh should have been a fourth, uh, with, with, uh if the if the Bears di uh, didn't complete that hail mary, uh, if the Bears did complete that hail mary in the in that wild affair in week fifteen. Uh, 
So, so, so the Browns need to clean up uh, on the takeaways, uh, and th then I think they'll, they'll be, uh, they'll, they can, uh, then the sky is going to be the limit for them if, if they can cut those down. So, the the Brown the Browns are are, are a major threat in in the, uh, in the AFC so because of their physicality, because they're able to win at the line of scrimmage. The other team, uh, th there are two other teams that I I think ha have some. Was some idea a chance of being dangerous? Number one is the Buffalo Bills, and number two, uh, the the other one, which which I which I which I which I'm not gonna say they're they're as good as Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland, but they do need to be in uh need to be in the conversation because of playoff success, and that's Kansas City. So 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 what about Buffalo? The Bills. Have a lot of different scenarios um, available to them, and 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 there there is a and the the range of outcomes could, could range from the Bills winning on 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 Sunday night against Miami, where 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 they will be the two seed, if they if they when the winner of that AFC East is going to be the two seed, but Buffalo or Miami, or there's a possibility that if the Bills lose. Dependent, dependent on what happens earlier in the day, they can miss the playoffs entirely. So the so the Bills have uh, might have everything to play for. They might have their season to play for on 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 Sunday night in Miami, where it could be a win or go home. Now the the Bills could still make the playoffs as a wild card, and I still and I think the Bills would be a super dangerous team still. Uh, but but all we gotta all we gotta do is just get in, just get in, and and, and then we'll worry about we'll worry about it later. Now, I do, but but it's one I do expect the Bills to, to win because I think the Bills have been playing a lot better, especially offensively o over the last seven weeks. That they they've been running the football so effectively. So they they they've ran for. Over 150 yards, uh, 158 yards per game over the last seven games, um, and compared to the first nine, first nine games where they averaged 50 yards fewer per game on the ground. So, I I think this is a uh, this is going to be a dangerous team, and when you allow a team to uh, to take pressure off of Josh Allen. And, and allow allow the team them, themselves uh, to uh, to help um, pitch in and win a game. Now they did not look great against the Chargers. They did not look great, certainly against the New England Patriots on on, on Sunday. Uh, so so they're gonna have to gonna have to look better when when it comes to the eye test. But but I I think it's gonna be a fascinating. Uh, the tail here. If if the Bills make the playoffs, especially if they're the two seed and and they all get uh, multiple playoff games by being played um, at Orchard Park uh, in in lovely Western New York and in, uh, in, uh, in the Buffalo area. So, so the and the, the, the Bills are are going to be a super scary team. But but there's one thing about Kansas City uh, that I just cannot disclose. Uh, their, their chances of, of making the uh, of, make, of making the run here. Now you got Reed, you got Mahomes, you got Kelsey. Um, uh, Mahomes has not been great this this season. Kelsey has not been great this season. But 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 I think the best part about the playoffs 
it's the everyone everyone it starts uh, starts out fresh at zero. It's it's a new season. It's a new type of season. It's we call it the postseason. Uh, and, and and when you have Mahomes. And when you, when you have that defense, uh, the, the the best defense that Mahomes has played uh, played alongside, uh, th then there's a possibility for the Chiefs uh, to to win a playoff game themselves. Now we'll have to see what the matchup is, but obviously you don't you, you know you don't trust the wide receivers and the tight end uh, wide receivers uh, more more especially, and 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 you got you got to trust your ability to run the football more. I I think they. Uh, I I thought they they were a little bit better on that over the weekend, but the, the there's there's still still th things to be worked out with with that offense and and Matt Nagy has done a done a bad job with this offense this year. So the the offense has regressed under him compared to what you had with with Eric Bieniemy last year. So I I think that's going to be a an, an interesting case study, in my opinion, for of of for Kansas City, but. The, the, those are the teams that you just simply cannot rule out by by, by any stretch of the imagination. Now, on to the NFC. And San Francisco. The San Francisco 49ers locked up the one seed with, with their victory over Washington. And and, and they will not be resting any, uh, won't be uh, starting any of their big time players in, in, in week 18 uh, in their matchup against the Rams. Neither team has anything serious to play for though uh, the, the Rams haven't officially locked up the 16 yet by the, but they're, they're not gonna be the Rams won't be playing uh, the, their, their main starters anyway but I, I I think San Francisco is the team to beat in the NFC and I and I think uh, uh, when you look at a chance to go to the Super Bowl I think it's San Francisco uh, th that than everybody else and I, I I think there is there is one team that I think uh, I, and I, I might say a couple of teams that can make make a bid to knock off San Francisco in in the in the NFC. I'm I'm thinking Dallas and I'm thinking the Rams and 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 I think the Cowboys with with, with they've already seen San Francisco once they they've already seen uh, San Francisco's upside. It was a game where the Cowboys did not play well at all. They did not have a great game plan. They were not giving the ball to CeeDee Lamb, who, by the way, uh, it, it is it has been the second best wide receiver in the NFL this year behind Tyreek Hill. And and, and, and I feel like this Cowboy, uh, the Cowboys are going to make it a, a lot more interesting uh, come championship Sunday. Now, I, I'm still going to pick San Francisco to beat everybody uh, in the in the NFC. Uh, when, when, when you when you look at uh, when you look at any, any home matchups, whether it's Dallas or Philadelphia, I think the Rams are going to be the one exception because uh, because of of what what the Rams can do with with their coaching. And Sean McVay has been a br a brilliant coach all year. Like uh, he he is in the, he is uh, going to be a serious candidate, but by some of the AP voters for for, for coach of the year and. And, and and I think there there are a, a lot of different coaches uh out there. The coaching staff has has done a great job. That they said they they've mixed up the play calling. Their defense has has been playing uh playing as uh, uh, been okay the last few weeks. And 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 with what Matt, a healthy Matthew Stafford can do and, and make a playoff make a run and win a playoff game or two. We'll see what the matchup is. Obviously. 
when, when you look at it for the Rams, but I I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if if the Rams won a playoff game uh this season. So I I think it's uh, it's, it's going to be a, a tremendous matchup uh for whoever of whoever the Rams play because I think we we look at we look at everybody I, I, and especially knowing that that their big big time players are going to be getting an extra week off because uh, uh because of rest and and they they're going to go into uh, to their wild card matchup well rested and and healthy and ready to go so I I think that's going to be a team you need to need to keep on seriously, but one team you cannot take seriously in the NFC anymore is the Philadelphia Eagles. The, the Eagles lost at home to the Cardinals on Sunday, and and, and that defense has simply been atrocious um, as as of late. The, they they, uh, they gave up 449 yards of defense in the against the Cardinals and over 250 in in the second half, and it, it's just been a, a complete mess. For, for the Eagles and 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 I and I and I, and I told the Eagles that they needed needed better linebackers and uh, but, but I think more uh, more importantly their secondary has not been good all year. D Darius Slay has regressed. James Bradbury has regressed. So uh, they, they they chose Bradbury over C.J. Gardner Johnson. Uh, you, you think you think the Eagles could have used him uh, th 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 this season? So. I, I think uh, it, it was a bad job uh, uh, with 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 the defense this season, and, and the, the defensive line as a whole re regressed from last year. Hassan Reddick has been the one has been the one positive uh, on that Philadelphia Eagles defensive line this year, and and he was the only Eagles defender uh, defensive player named to the Pro Bowl this week. So I, I I thought it was it was a bad job by uh by by the Eagles and also what about the Lions because obviously the Lions got hosed on uh, on that controversial two point attempt where so where 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 they, they where the players clearly communicated that they reported eligible and and and. and the, the, and the ref only counted for one of them, and, and the other one uh, caught and was called the penalty because of the because of the co confusion by the refs. But so, but 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 the the Lions had an opportunity to to kick the extra point, send the game to overtime uh, with all the momentum on the Lions side, and I did, just didn't understand some of that game management. Uh, from Dan Campbell. Now I thought the Lions club. Uh, I thought the Lions did everything they could to win that game. So, uh, but they, they, they missed so many opportunities uh, to win that game and they should have beaten the Dallas Cowboys but so but 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 but, but some some of the tactical decisions uh, were, were, were why Detroit uh, Detroit lost their ch any chance of them being the two seed uh, in the NFC for uh, for, for this upcoming week so uh, uh, upcoming pl uh, playoffs so that that was a disappointment there, and now a couple of uh, now there are three ramblings in in the NFL that that want 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 to hammer home. Number one is what the Chicago Bears should do, uh, right now because the Chicago Bears, by virtue of the Carolina Panthers losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars on on Sunday, officially secured the number one overall pick. In the 2024 draft, that was the Panthers' first-round pick uh, uh, that that Carolina gave up. 
right? In order to in order to trade up and draft Bryce Young, I I, I and, and now the Bears are gonna be in, uh, stuck in a predicament here because the the because you you have Caleb Williams, well, who is a generational quarterback prospect uh, that that'll be taken first overall in the draft by by, by whoever uh, by whoever takes them. So, 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 so now you have possible. Uh, uh, you you have the opening of what uh, what the Bears will do did uh, this off season to, to to make things better. Now the the Bears defense was really bad in the first half, but they they've played much better um, in, in the second half, and and that, and that came after um after after Montez Sweat came over in a trade with Washington. Uh, um, at the trade deadline, uh, uh, the Bears gave up some draft capital um, uh, 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 to get him, but 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 now you have um, the, uh, the, the this Bears team uh, that 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 has places to improve. That they that they 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 need a better off better uh, uh, from the offensive line, and and, and they they could they, their defense can get even better. Uh, which, which, which is which is the uh, the, the fascinating part uh, when when you look at all of this. So I, I and I and, and I think and I want you uh, what what I did to to figure this out was to compare and contrast the seasons of Justin Fields uh, and, and and Lamar Jackson. Now I, I put Lamar Jackson in there because because he, he's gonna he's in all likelihood going to win the NFL MVP this year because he's the, the you know best player on the best team. So but so, but but if I'm I'm looking right here at 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 the at the compare and contrast that that this season Justin Fields has played in 12 games, Lamar Jackson's played in 16. So and and Justin Fields has 201.2 passing yards per game, Lamar Jackson close to 230. 16 touchdown passes for Rover Fields compared to nine picks. 24 touchdowns and seven picks for Lamar Jackson. The, the Justin Fields' QBR is 46.3, while Lamar Jackson's is 65.3. He's averaged Justin Fields has averaged 5.4 yards per carry, while Lamar Jackson has averaged 5.5 yards per carry. And 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 they've each averaged a similar amount of rushing yards and touch uh, and rushing touchdowns per game. So, I I, I think in ter in terms of uh, some of the numbers here now, I think might might be a little different because of because uh, the because the interceptions are, are a little too much for Justin Fields. But but I digress. I think the, the the I think you can get a significant package back uh, in in return for Justin Fields that. Uh, whether it's uh, whether it's a future first round pick, whether whether it's a, a couple of significant players on de on defense or, or so or or significant uh, on the offensive line as well. So, so I I think you look at um, look at Justin Fields as as somebody that you you can absolutely uh, make expendable and and there, and there and you and you know there's going to be a lot of teams that that, that are going to want a quarterback and and some of those are are, are, not, are not picking in the first round this year so if, if the bears can uh, can get some draft capital or or a big, a big big time players back for Justin Fields I think you you got to go out and do it because I think the bears have so much leverage here 
uh, when, when, when you look at it from a Justin Fields perspective. So I, I, I think the Bears are, are in good shape now. They, 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 it might be a little different if the Bears beat the Packers next week with Justin Fields as their quarterback. The, the Packers are in a win-and-you're-in scenario. But, but, but all in all, I think the Chicago Bears should absolutely trade Justin Fields uh, uh, th th this offseason and draft. Caleb Williams. Now, how about uh, uh, Bill Belichick's future in New England? Now, I I, I think the Bear, I think the Patriots are 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 going to be uh, are, are are need need to move on from him because Bill Belichick, who who has been tremendous uh, as a head coach, the greatest head coach in the history of the NFL. But 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 eventually, I think it's time to uh it's it's time to cut the cord. On on Bill Belichick uh, and and his time uh, with with the New England Patriots because I I, I think the Patriots are are a team uh, that 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 is uh, uh, that is not going to be going going any uh, not going to be going anywhere uh, anytime soon that they, they need a new quarterback they need a new GM they need a new head coach and and, and Bill Belichick sh should should take his opportunity to, to coach somewhere else like Washington or the Chargers now Washington is a lot more enticing so uh, because you have new ownership that they, uh, they need a new uh, they need a new general manager they need a new quarterback Washington has has over 80 million dollars in cap space going into next season which is the most of any team in the NFL so, so so the Patriots, in theory, in theory, could could spend their way and and draft the franchise quarterback, and they can compete in 2024 and beyond uh, with 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 developing players, and of course, Belichick's uh, uh, teaching the defense a, th a thing or two. So I I think that that would be a tremendous for for the Patriots. I also wonder about the Chargers too, because because the the Patriots are are um. And our uh, the Chargers have Justin Herbert as their quarterback for 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 twenty uh, for twenty twenty um uh, uh for twenty twenty four and beyond because of the contract. But but I I, I think that would be a really good place uh a place as well. But 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 make no mistake, the New England Patriots need a cleansing themselves. They they they've been by far the worst team in the AFC. They're gonna finish. With the AFC's worst record, they're, they're going to get a top five draft pick um, uh, when 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 the uh, when when everything clears out this weekend um, in in terms of the draft positioning and the draft and the draft order. So, but but make no mistake, it's the um, it, it it's the Patri the Patriots that are. Um, uh, that 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 need need to figure out how to modernize um their 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 coaching for 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 the future so that that that's going to be a, a story and and also you have more about about um Sean Payton and and the Denver Broncos so I I, I think this is but uh, obviously the the Sean Payton Russell Wilson uh, situation clearly clearly did not work out and. And and the and Sean Payne has done a terrible uh, has done a bad job and he he looks really bad for uh for uh, for um for the way he's handled Russell Wilson over the last couple of weeks but uh, but but the bottom line has been really that the uh that the Broncos losing to the Patriots uh what what was the reason why.
uh, this this is where they uh, where they were, and the and of course the Broncos are trying to get to uh, to recover injury compensation uh, for Russell Wilson before before he gets let go uh, th uh, th this season. But um um, it's about but the the but the um. Uh, and of course, Russell Wilson uh, talked to the press last week and said that it, that the Broncos asked him to remove the injury guarantee, and that if he didn't, he'd be benched um, at, at that point. So uh, it, 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 it's 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 a bad luck for the Broncos organization, and and, and it's a bad luck for the NFL too, because 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 now because now you're going to be subject to lawsuits, you're going to be subject to. Uh, to, to changes uh, in the league, it's going to be a, a topic brought up in the collective bargaining agreement next time uh, the the players' association in the league uh, carves carves out one themselves. So, uh, uh, so, so it it's been 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 not great for Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos this season. Now the Broncos are going to be looking at a new quarterback as well for themselves for the twenty twenty four season. And beyond, a couple of takes in Major League Baseball that I want to want to get off my chest. Number one, the uh, the Atlanta Braves made yet another trade this week. They they acquired former Cy Young Award winner Chris Sale from the Boston Red Sox in a trade yesterday, uh, and 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 agreed to a contract extension with them. Um, this this afternoon, a two year. Thirty-eight million dollar contract, which includes an option for twenty twenty-six. Now, I I I think you look at the Braves roster, and 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 Alex Anthopoulos did 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 a lot of a lot of moving around of pieces during the soft season, or a lot of a lot of different trades, having players come over as placeholders to be to be to be included. In other trades as well, so I I, I think on on those regards, I think you you have that you you have that in motion, but I think you also have uh, uh you you still have um, a, a strong rotation with Max Fried, Spencer Strider, and Charlie Morton and Bryce Elder, and then you throw in Chris Sale as well. That's a legit one through five uh, in its own right. And then of course the lineup, the uh, the, the the speed with the Ronald Acuna at the top, the defense led by Matt Olson, uh, it it is uh, it, it is a tremendous baseball machine. And and, and, I, and I and I know what the Dodgers did. I know that they got Otani, they they got Yamamoto, but I I still think the Braves, even though they lost the last two years in the division series against Philadelphia. I think I think they're they're primed uh, to to shake to shake shake off the playoff uh, uh well, the last two years and, and make a run to the World Series this year and win it and and, and finally that 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 the Mets made another move they they signed Harrison Bader to to a one year ten and a half million dollar contract now look the, the, there are Mets fans that are upset about 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 the value but 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 but. I think this is more of an emphasis of why David Stearns is the right guy at the right time for for the Mets. Last year, the Mets defense was atrocious. It was really bad. That they were bottom eight in outs above average, bottom six in defensive run saves, bottom four in defensive WAR. While while the Brewers team that David Stearns built 
what what was uh was top two in all of those that and 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 and, and by the way the uh over the last uh eight years it's been it's been a similar boat under Stearns and, and with the Mets under the, the the revolving door of ownership, but the the, the Brewers made the playoffs five times uh, over over the last uh, six uh, over the last six years. Well, the Mets have only made the playoffs just once. So you, you you tell me what matters now in this league, especially with the rule changes and speed and defense come at a premium uh, nowadays. And 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 by the and by the way, the two teams with the highest fielding percentages in, in in Major League Baseball last year were the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. And 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 how familiar are, are they to you? In recent recent months, um, they both went to the World Series this year. So. So the fundamental shift that the, that the Mets desperately needed to to to, be, to compete and, and be and be a contender, um, have been because of, of uh, because of David Stern's approach to to what what matters and, and what should be valued more than others uh, to to win uh or to to win games. Now the the, the Mets still still need a couple of years to 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 get their uh, get their pitching mess assembled it, it it helps when the Mets get Edwin Diaz back uh from from injury this year it, it also helps that the it's um, so that, that the Mets added some depth pieces to the bullpen and and, and they brought over some talent uh, uh in the bullpen so I think the bullpen is a little bit better I think that I I I don't don't know necessarily about the rotation because it's hard to replace Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander and Jacob DeGrom but so, but all all of those cats have been injury prone. So, so I I think the the approach is going to work at some point. I just don't know if it's going to be in 2024. That's gonna do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. Thankful for you guys to be back on the podcast with me, and and I'll be back back talking to you tomorrow about picking all of the games week 18 in the NFL against the spread. Uh, lots of games with playoff implications, so so we're, we're gonna get we're gonna pick every single one of them uh, on on the podcast tomorrow. So until then, this is John Flynn saying so long. I'll be back here on the podcast then. So, so long, everybody.